So fucking last week was our 13th episode and the power went out. Yeah. And then this week you get fucking HIV. Yeah, now I got the bug. So do you think it's just the writing on the wall of God, Chinese God telling us, yo, this shit's just not going to work? Nah, I don't think so. Way to yes end that one. Thanks, bud. Um, <laughs> on, the, on the fucking way home, we were following this Jeep, and it had, had not one, not two, not three, but four thin blue line stickers. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, f- four of a different variety of thin blue line stickers. I'm talking four of the exact same one, just like the the American flag one, like the classic one. No skull, none of that, just that. I'm like, but they have one on each corner of the back window. And I was like, that, you know, if you love cops, that's on you. Fine. Do your thing. It's your card. Decorate it how you want. But do you need four? They they must really love them. Seriously, it's like, suck their fucking cop dicks already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So which one of your family members were you making out with that gave you uh COVID? If I had to if I had to guess, I think it's my uncle John. Classic uncle <laughs> John, man. Uh, that's how I got it back in the summertime, dude. I was like, yo, Uncle John, what you up to, dude? He's like, I don't know, you want to go to five guys? I was like, Yeah, I do. And he's just like, yo, try this milkshake. It's fucking delicious. And he hands it over to me. I was like, this is a delicious milkshake. And then he just goes, ha ha, nanny, nanny, boo boo, you got COVID. And I was like, John. You fucking rascal. What, did you think it was going to be a gay reason? <laughs> yeah. I mean, me and fucking Uncle John are straight as hell drinking milkshakes together. You Am I boring you already? Am I boring you already, Thomas? I said, would you be mad if I said I did believe it was a gay reason? <laughs> Well, I mean, sharing milkshakes. I mean, that's kind of like sharing daffodils in a frolic through the springs. <laughs> sure. Fucking suck at this. Sure. Yeah, you want to see someone's going to make you angry with me? I do. You know how you always get angry at me having Dunkin' Donuts coffee at all times? Eh, it's your thing. Sure, yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you double fisting right now? I am, dude. I've been milking the last three swallows of this since this morning. And on the way home, I got my back up. Oh, my God. Because I keep that thing on me, son. Sure. 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 You think I'm fucking around with that shit? So, um, what did you do? Well, was Christmas good otherwise? Yeah, it was fine. Uh, I got some new... Um, I got two more... I got two two more of these fuckers. God, how many do we fucking need? Four. Got one for each channel. You only got four outlets. Exactly. One for each channel, like I said. So that way when we have guests on, they all get a mic. Don't they all get a mic already? Yeah, but now we all get the same one and they all sound good. Oh, so they don't feel left out? Yeah, exactly. That's so sweet. <laughs> Freaking hate breed in no time now. Yeah, exactly. Jo- hopefully, we'll make it on the Jossa show next time. Oh, 
just fucking five hours in going, that fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Why are my teeth so skinny? <laughs> oh, I have dolphin teeth. Where'd my thumb go? <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Why would you say that, dude? You can make fun of a man's skinny-ass dolphin teeth, but you shouldn't make fun of his fucking weird thumb. <laughs> Jesus. You're the reason we'll never get on Hellfest in Syracuse. Shit. <laughs> in 2001. <laughs> fucking zilch. Ah, shit. So, so, um, my Christmas... I threw my back out, pulling anything. Are you back? I lost you for about a minute. You threw your back out? You threw, huh? I threw my back out, pulling a roast out of the oven. <laughs> How classic. You got it right? It's typical me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like the fattest way to throw your back out. <laughs> Something involving food, for sure. Something involving a fucking giant beef rose. I was like, guys, dinner's ready. And then just my back. Just, Hello. It's like, nah, fuck you, son. So right now I smell like nothing but icy hot. <laughs> I couldn't get older if I fucking tried, dude. Don't don't try too much harder. Ugh. I need a, I, on this podcast. I need a co-host for this show for at least a while. What? I said I need a co-host for this show for at least a while. You better stick around. I know a guy who runs a haunted house in Ellesmere. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, he'll fill these size 11 super wides pretty easily. I had to think about that for a second. I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) You have another podcast, you know. Oh, fuck. This is sinking fast. What? Oh, fuck me. So, I've been fucking uh, recently trying trying again to lose weight. Because I lost like about, I don't know, like 170 a couple years ago. And Holy shit. Amount of it back. So, I'm back up to like four fucking hundred. So, I was like, all right. So, I was just talking to, you know, friends of mine. Just like, yeah, I'm going to get back into walking, you know, and all that hiking and shit like that. At least five people have been like, yo, you should try Brazilian jiu-jitsu and you should come down to the thing and do jiu-jitsu with me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm pretty convinced that that's a fucking cult. It's a great way to lose weight, but it is a little culty. Well, first off, I told him, I was like, no, I don't want to get into your aggro pajama hugging. (laughs) Second of all, baby steps. I mean, I can't walk the park once without getting winded and no fucking what's that what do they call those little karate pajama uniforms it's a gi yeah gi they're not gonna have those in like 7x or whatever (laughs) those little white belts don't go that big well a lot of those a lot of those classes start off no gi so what i gotta go naked no you just wear like a shirt <laughs> me I'm fucking winking, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst thing. God, nice pair of shorts. <laughs> Watch all the other new people in the class just drop the fuck out. 
was all about physical fitness, learning discipline, and how to you know handle myself in a fist fight. Then I saw a big hairy forty three year old titty hitting right at me, <laughs> whopping sweater all over the place. I was like, "Yeah, this is I'm out of here." <laughs> but yeah, it's like everybody who does it is just like one of us, one of us, one of us. It's like ease back, dude. You're as bad as fucking. I don't know. You're as bad as Christians. It's like, calm down. Let me fucking just dust off the treadmill that I have in my garage, walk at the park, and, you know, baby steps. Yeah, baby steps is right. Size of a fucking orca whale, I'll do your little fucking cult pajama hogger. <laughs> no. So then, like, calm your ass down. Yeah, dude. Baby steps is the key, because if you don't, you'll, that's that's how people get hurt. Exactly. I pulled my back out, pulling a roast out of the fucking oven. What do you think I'm going to do to myself if I got to fucking throw fake kicks at a fucking little Brazilian instructor? <laughs> well, the thing with uh, jujitsu is they don't they don't throw kicks and shit. In fact, somebody has to start in the position on the ground. Well, that's where I'm doing my best work. I mean, <laughs> like I frequently fall over like a little fucking turtle and have to flip over or else I suffocate. I always have plastic straws up my nose. <laughs> then you got nothing to lose then. Like if somebody like a friend of like yours was like, yo, Tom, try Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like I could see that because you already run and shit like that. But you don't look at someone like me and say, yeah, you got to come down to the studio, do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's like, no. Well. Some less carbs first. Apparently it's for everybody. No, it's not. It must be. Why not? No, no, nobody I know who runs, and I know quite a few people who runs. I know a few triathletes. Not a single one of them is like, "Yeah, you should come out and do an Ironman," because they look at me, they're like, "Nah, dude, <laughs> nah." <laughs> not in this lifetime. Yeah, like I don't fucking know, dude. No, jujitsu is the opposite, apparently. I I fully agree though. Running sucks dick. I don't recommend running to anybody. Running sucks. It's not fun. Go ahead. It's not fun. It doesn't it doesn't feel good at all while you do it. For the most part. The one thing it might give you is that like runner's high, but that's only after. I get the same thing when I'm done working like lifting weights too. That like half hour period after I've lifted weights and I take a shower, I feel great. But during, it fucking blows. I mean, I get the same kind of high off of eating cured meat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to go up to a fucking, like a triathlete. It's like, you know what you should try? Soprasada. It's fucking great, dude. <laughs> it's a little bit on a cracker. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> And I don't know why it's Brazil, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like hardcore kid retirement. It's just like uh, tattooing in barbershops. Yeah, it's like, can you draw some shady pinup girl and some swallows? Nah, I can draw. Hmm. Well, can you give this one Hitler youth haircut to all your boys? Nah, I don't have any scissors. Well, can you <laughs> roll around on the floor aggressively with a bunch of other dudes? That I can do. All right. Well, we found the avenue for you. And now get everybody you know. Now go get everybody you know to come here and give us membership fees. Yeah. 
that's kind of sick though. Like you figure like the, the instructor's like, I don't know what it is. All of a sudden we got all these dudes with neck tattoos coming in. I don't know where we get this fucking business from. Maybe we took an ad out <laughs> like no. Yahtzee. <laughs> ad out and no child support monthly. <laughs> just bring all the deadbeat dads in. Fucking ridiculous. It's like it's like they're worse than Jehovah's Witnesses. Like I I, I guarantee you in five years, you're gonna see fucking dudes. And geese is showing up at your house on Sunday knocking. It's like, do you have a minute to talk? And like, nah, fuck. I wonder how far along, far off they are from that too. Door to door to door to canvassing, canvassing like they're a siding company. <laughs> oh, just walking around like their feet hurt because they can't wear shoes. You know, just that'd be great. All right, so so Kyle got the most leads this week. We got a follow example by Kyle. <laughs> knocking Trent out of the top spot and you see a sad dude with like fucking face tattoos in the corner You're like oh I was the big earner his hands are calloused <laughs> fuck Kyle fuck Trent <laughs> <laughs> he's like but I've walked seven neighborhoods yesterday he's like yeah yeah well Troy Troy <laughs> Troy got all of Mendenhall Village yesterday in his Honda Civic. It's like uh, they're all like getting their like it's like a belt graduation ceremony. He's like, all right, all the following people are going to get their I don't know uh, purple belt, and it's like you, 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 and you, um, Joey, you better learn how to cut hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're staying a fucking white belt, dude. Here we got you these wall clippers. Now have a nice life. <laughs> Here's a pair of Crocs to go with it. And, um, and the funny thing is, is like at least three of the people that suggested I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or MMA or whatever, it's all the same horseshit, uh, are fat. Like not me fat, but like they all have like tits and a belly. It's just like, so you're not a good convincing argument for me taking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's like, wait, so I can get to the level you're at and still have tits and a belly? You mean they're not the picture of health? Yeah, exactly. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, why don't I just do cocaine instead? That'll thin me out pretty fucking quick. The, peop- the people who have the most to say and they're not the picture of health? Weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like all the people that try to get me to go vegan that fucking do coke and you know drink like a fish. Vegan mm, Veganism is no... Is no guarantee to lose weight. I know a lot of fat vegans. Yeah, I know more fats than uh, than non-fat. Uh. They also realize that ninety-five percent of vegetables are fucking disgusting, so they're eating nothing but potatoes. Yeah, vegetables are pretty cool. It depends on which one. <laughs> no. I thought you said, let me figure, try to remember which one. <laughs> no way. One. Broccoli rules. The greatest trick the devil vegan ever pulled was trying to convince the world cauliflower was edible. Cauliflower's good. I'll go fuck yourself. Nice roasted cauliflower? Yes. No. Yes. Butter, olive oil, salt. Nah. Everything but fucking cauliflower. <laughs> They're just accoutrements. Oh, Christ, I hate you. (laughs) 
It's like the Saints people try to think that that that's that's what was it? The Satan, the Satan, Satan. It's like yeah, that stuff's gross. Like if I wanted to eat flavorless rubber, I'll just fucking chew on a tire <laughs> and bread it and put as much sauce on it as you want. It's still not good. It's fine, but it's not better than meat. Do you think it's weird that vegans who claim to love animals eat fake animal flesh? I do think it's weird, yeah. Because it's like... I'm going record saying, I'm not a pedophile. (laughs) That's brave. (laughs) Don't you think it was weird if my fleshlight was like junior sized? It would be super fucking fucked up. It's like, yo, aren't there uh-huh. things on this supposed to be bigger? That would... <laughs> yeah, for a couple years to get it bigger. Oh, that would be really fucked up. So it's... I, I figure that's the same thing. <laughs> so, like I said last episode, when all vegans practice be- bestiality, now I also think they might be closet pedos. Hmm. I'm sure you agree with me. Coincidence? Maybe not. <laughs> Tell, tell Chris Hansen to start hanging out at Honey Girl. <laughs> I can get your fucking quota for the year, dude. Oh shit, <laughs> boys! We got a whole we got a whole season just on this Main Street location. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> it's like which one do you think it is? See that kid just been eating a basket of French fries for the past six weeks? I think that's our fucking guy. <laughs> so. uh I also got something from the Dream Journal. Excellent. This is one of the most thought out ones ever because it was wasn't from sleep like overnight sleeping. It was just from a nap. So I woke up pretty clear headed and got it down. I have figured out a way to think of a band with a number in their name. Okay, think of any think of a couple. All right, I can improve that band. With two words. So give me a band with a number in their name, and I will improve that band with two words, no matter how good or bad that band is. The number 12 looks like you. The number 12 dinosaur facts. (laughs) Give me another. (laughs) Give me another. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. It's hard to think of more than one. No, it's not. Let's see. There's uh, uh, Front 242. Front 242 dinosaur facts. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> not fuck with that logic, dude. What if it was, seriously, instead of 100 demons, it was 100 dinosaur facts? Nice. <laughs> 100 dinosaur facts you go into every lp just like oh man i can't wait to learn more things about a triceratops it'd be so sick dude. 200 stab wounds how about 200 dinosaur facts it's like and it's fact number one did you know they live side by side with alligators yet alligators didn't go extinct and you should be like huh says sick double bass and i learned something (laughs) it's great right that's you're on to something no matter how shit a band is you can just approve it with that you're on to something 
Blink 182 dinosaur facts. <laughs> Honestly, no. If they let that alien dude write lyrics, it might even be cooler. <laughs> What's his name? What's the one guy from Blink 182 that loves uh, aliens? Tom. Now imagine they said, Tom, we want you to write an album of dinosaur facts. Think of all the cool shit that motherfucker would come up with for an LP. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's your dino- What's your first dinosaur fact, Tom? It's like, they lived side by side with humans in Manhattan 20 years ago. We're like, oh, shit, this is good. <laughs> uh, so awesome. 20? <laughs> That'd be fucking great, dude. <laughs> like, Tom, uh, I think I was a... I was alive 20 years ago. I don't know if I uh, remember that. <laughs> dude, that's because of the government's been pulling the wool over your eyes, dude. <sighs> Shit, I forgot. Sheep. You're I sheep, bro. I forgot. Shit. <laughs> You're fucking sheeple. You know, that's a root word is sheep. You know what sheep did? Lived side by side with dinosaurs 20 years ago. Where? Where, where didn't they live, dude? Antarctica, because there was no ice on that shit 20 years ago. Manhattan, that's where. <laughs> that's right, in a third-story walk-up. <laughs> While they were listening to 25 to Dinosaur Facts. <laughs> you got any news today, dude? I have a couple things, actually. Ooh. Let's see, the first one... I have, I have, don't mind the reflection of my uh, computer screen and my glasses. Ben Shapiro, huh? Best thing about your glasses. Tee today. Ben Shapiro was mocked for not understanding how murder mysteries worked. <laughs> like, in what way didn't he know that he worked? We are actively deceived. Wait, what? <laughs> He critis. So what? He was watching like one of those shows, like the first forty-eight, and was just like, "This isn't how it happened, or what?" <laughs> Did you ever see that movie, Knives Out? No, but I know it is. It's kind of like a modern-day version of Clue. Sure, and there's a sequel to it that just came out. Right. He said, uh, "I regret to inform you that the Glass Onion is actively bad. Uh, the first half of the movie is a complete misdirect and a waste of time." Yeah, man, that's what a mystery is. Yeah, like name one mystery that doesn't have a misdirect or a twist to it. We only found. <laughs> oh, you can... So Ben Shapiro's like favorite murder mystery is just like this person's been murdered, and like immediately three feet to that body's left is a dude with a bloody knife screaming, "I did it!" <laughs> yes, <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> Is he just like allergic to fun? Yeah, he's got to be. He's the least fun, famous like commentator there is. We only found out about the actual murder. We're supposed to investigate a full one hour and ten minutes into the film as an entirely new backstory. We are actively deceived by the writer. He must it's have fiction. Exactly. It's fucking fiction. You little fucking worm. <laughs> dim bulb. Jesus Christ. We got an hour of wasted time because we have to make up for the fact that the murderer is perfectly obvious from moment one. I remember I went and saw the, uh, I think it was one of the very first 
Lord of the Rings or maybe like part two of the first Lord of the Rings movie. And it was the one with the walking trees. I forget what the fuck they're called. An ant. The yes, the ants. Um, I am no tree. I am an ant. We were coming out of the theater, and somebody's like, "The ants look so fake." Okay. <laughs> Great observation. I got in a fucking um like six hour. This is gonna make me sound old and really awful and stupid. I got in a six-hour debate on an old internet message board that showering made name was from Philadelphia. It was around the time the Dawn of the Dead remake came out. You remember the um, – who did that? Zack Snyder and James Gunn? Whatever. It's, it's the one that came out back in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. And somebody was just like – some dude was just like, those zombies just look so fake. I was like, yeah, man. It's a fucking – crazy day in this world where we can't get real zombies work as actors anymore it's like of course they look fake they're not fucking real it's like it's like dinosaurs we know they're not real yeah they're gonna look fake it's like as opposed to what <laughs> you know like what this you think like the set director couldn't go like round up three thousand real zombies somewhere christ and he's like, well, it just looks so fake. I'm like, because it is fake. It's not real. It's made up. Dinosaur. <laughs> he's not an alligator. <laughs> it's like, so I just imagine this dude just being in the theater and the zombies first come on screen. He's just like, ugh. As if. <laughs> it's a movie for me. I hate that shit. It's so stupid. It looks so fake. Like, you know, want to know why? You want to know why it looks fake? Because those things don't exist in real life. That's why we had to make movies about them. Because it's not. Because movies are supposed to be sensational. But Jesus Christ. Sensational, <sighs> like the 14th episode of the Relevant and Illiterate podcast. Hell yeah. That's right. I miss you, dog. By hook or by crook, we'll make this shit happen. Dude, I miss you. Oh. Dude, a whole week, dude. And I just remembered last week I didn't get to pet your dog. This week I won't be able to pet your dog. Where is he? Ellie! I want to see that motherfucker on camera. Come here. Come here, bubs. Up here. Come on. Up. Oh, my day is made. What do you got to say, dude? Oh, he said, fuck you. He didn't eat his breakfast today. He's in the... He's in the uh, He's in the he's in the doghouse today. He didn't eat his breakfast today. So you smelling farts yet? Nope. Can you taste? Nope. That's probably why you like cauliflower. This it makes me so fucking sad. Tastes tastes like nothing. That's a waste. You should be stringing water. So fucking pissed off, dude. Is that the only symptoms you have? Yes. God, I hope it gets worse. <laughs> you just get fucking violent muscle spasms. Fuck you. <laughs> you cunt. Function. Convulsive diarrhea. Oh, yeah. And I hope, I hope it fucking pops every hemorrhoid on its way out. I don't hope that. I miss tasting. Is the, the one pleasure i had 
in life that's greater than all things. It's a, it's a constant is the pleasure of food. I'm thinking about trying to eat like extreme stuff to see if I can taste that. Cause some things I can taste. Well, some person I've done work for gave me a $25 gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings. Might have to get Tommy some Caribbean jerk wings, dude. Is it time to do the, this, the, what the fuck's that challenge called? You eat the 12 wings and you get whatever, you get your name on the wall or some shit. Oh, the cluck you thing. You remember that place on main street? Uh, cluck you. It's gone now. Yeah. You used to have that fucking contest where you eat the hottest wing ever. I was like, who gives a fuck? Hey, that's, that's good promotion for our show. Uh, I can't taste anything. I go in there. I knock out all 12 wings. We get our picture on the wall. And somebody will be watching on the YouTube and just be like, these wings look so fake. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic irrelevant illiterate with their Photoshop chicken wings. Uh. Yeah, why does Photoshop chicken wings sound like a good idea? I don't know. I'm stupid as fuck. <laughs> oh, you got any other news, dude? Let me get some more news. Are you actively perusing the internet right now? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I do have I do have the articles ready. I'm just trying to like get them on my screen. There's one. Oh well while you're looking up shit on your screen, Matt, our last guest we had, suggested a porn star named Ashley Barbie. I know who that is. I remember she I remember when he said that. And mid as fuck, dude. <sighs> Two big nautical star tattoos on her butt cheeks. I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Like four I know who she is. Total. Yeah. Full ring. Let's see her fucking getting a cow costume like that last girl. That's my girl. Alexis Andrews is my girl. Then hide black wieners with her butt cheeks. That's a real fucking talent. <laughs> you find the fucking news yet, dude? An Arkansas woman was killed by authorities after taking a Mississippi Walmart employee hostage. For, for a Christmas story, she was shot. Uh, the woman, the woman who took the lady hostage, was shot. Yes, dead, dead in a Walmart. Hmm. Uh, she was killed. Why uh, she took someone hostage? Uh, there's a video online in uh, let's see, Richland, I think, Arkansas. See, it's ongoing investigation. Authorities have not said what led Miss McGinnister to allegedly pulling out the gun. At one point, she says, hey, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. And somebody responded who was, who was filming. He goes, well, why don't you let her go? <laughs> it's a perfectly reasonable suggestion. I don't know. It's like, then why don't you just like, you know, not point the gun at her? <laughs> Have you considered letting her go? <laughs> and she was just an employee. <laughs> she was holding her hostage for an unknown reason. And the police showed up and they tried to de-escalate the situation. And it ended up with the woman dead. I actually would have gotten four blue, blue line stickers for somebody's car. If the police had said, we're not trying to hurt anyone right before they shot her to death. (laughs) 
<laughs> like she's like, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Like, lost me either. And just like, pat, 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 pat. <laughs> Like, oh, I thought we were being fucking ironic today. <laughs> Wasn't it opposite day? Fuck. Army day in Arkansas. You well, you know those Russian prison tattoos. Yeah, they're fucking sick. Right. Uh, a lot of a lot of the hardcore guys, if they get sentenced to death, the guys who have Stalin, somebody, and somebody, they would get they would get Russian leaders tattooed on their chest. Because the gu- because the guards wouldn't be allowed to shoot them. Why not? Because they couldn't shoot their leaders. Even though it's like that's obviously not him. So. Or just say they got him tattooed on their chest. Shoot that motherfucker in the stomach. Yeah. What the for the head? Yeah. There is that. <laughs> then you start having motherfuckers walk around full body tattoos of Mikhail Gorbachev. <laughs> If I was in a Russian prison, free Britney, um, I would actually stay fat and morph my body so it looked like Mikhail Gorbachev. I would get like that birthmark on my forehead. I would get an even further receding hairline than I already have and just walk around and tell people I was a living embodiment of Mikhail Gorbachev just so they wouldn't fuck my butt. That's a lie. I would love them to fuck my butt with their thick, uncut Russian cocks. <laughs> so wait are you saying like the chick that held up the girl at walmart had mikhail gorbachev and joseph stalin tattooed on her chest no but if she did maybe the if she had some uh some thin blue line tattoos maybe the police wouldn't have shot her to death Ooh, that's that's the point i was getting at so what you're saying is all people of color out there should get I back the blue tattooed on their face, back, chest, and every other body part. Like, please don't choke me out. I love the cops, like, around their throat. (sighs) Solve the the crisis, dude. I never thought about it from that angle before. Maybe a ton of those stickers out there are just people protecting themselves. (laughs) Seriously. Was it the FOP stickers? The Friends of Police stickers? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fraternal Order of Police, yeah. Ooh. All those kids that couldn't make it in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu should figure out how to tattoo just the FOP, like that little badge thing from the sticker. Mm-hmm. If they could just do that one thing, they could make a mint and save lives. It's like, how would you like to go from being a failed barber to a fucking hero? <laughs> What do you think about that, Joey Pots and Pans, GGB? You're a fucking hero now. Congrats. You made it. It's not something we should laugh at, dude. Oh? Talking about cops shooting people. I'm talking about failed barbers. There's a lot of failed barbers out there, and it's a very sad situation. What about failed tattoo artists, though? Now they're all delivering DoorDash and, you know, just not <laughs> living their dreams. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, I grew up, you know, on the streets, you know, went to the school of hard knocks, getting out, thinking I was going to cut hair like my father, father before him. But now I deliver for GoPuff and I cry myself to sleep every night. You can tell (laughs) all the the tears that go down my cheek every night. I actually tattooed them down there right now. It's like, damn, 
we thought you killed people. So you're like, no, the only thing that's been killed is my aspirations. <laughs> I'm very sad. <laughs> I'm a very sad guy. <laughs> oh, Anything else happening in the fucking news? I do. I've got one more news story. And I, <clears throat> this is one I actually have printed out in front of me. It's from the UK. Mm. In it? <laughs> yeah. A heavily tattooed mum is banned from her child's nativity scene over her appearance. Why? Because she's fat? She is so heavily tattooed that she could not she couldn't come to the nativity scene. There's a picture of that gem. She looks just like the lady that fucking delivered uh frankincense to Jesus in the manger. <laughs> I would have sided with that lady until I see that she had an upside down cross on her forehead. She has, she has about one, two, three. She has about seven crosses on her face, and those are just the black ones. She's got red ones. She's got a Celtic knot there somewhere, and that hairline. Did you think it's kind of funny that someone like that, as a kid in a school that does a nativity scene? Yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious to think about. Do they not have public schools in the UK? Like, I don't know how it fucking works over there. I have no idea. Uh, Melissa <laughs> Melissa Sloan, forty five, claims her heavily inked appearance led teachers to refuse her a seat inside the school nativity, as well as invites to other wider school events. Oh, so she didn't want to be in the nativity scene. She just wanted to go no. see. She just wanted to watch her kids. Oh, uh, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Right? That's kind of well, fucked Let's see if it'll turn... I wonder if uh, I wonder if you'll keep that same energy. The self-confessed... She was like, yo, I want to be one of the wise men in this nativity scene. And they're like, uh, no, ma'am. She's like, why? Because I'm heavily tattooed? They're like, no, because you're 45 and fucking <laughs> ugly. <laughs> you, she, she doesn't even go here. I mean, <laughs> You don't even go to this school. Yeah, how great would it be? It's like, why? Because I'm heavily tattooed. It's like, nah, because you're fucking fat. <laughs> because you're an adult. These are <laughs> kids who don't know you. The other two wise men are nine. <laughs> <laughs> the self-confessed tattoo addict has accrued more than 800 tattoos across her face and body and admits to getting around three tattoos a week. Yeah, that person has a problem. Yeah. That's was like they were originally one of those secret cutters, you know, the ones that have like the razor marks up and down their arms and the inside of their thighs and shit. Yep. But she had a little more artistic flair. Mm-hmm. Other ones like, I just have these fucking road marks of like my life's misery on the inside of my thigh. And she was like, Well, I'm gonna get some fucking sweet ass color put to it. Some sweet ass nautical stars on my butt cheeks. Melissa noted the lack of invites to Christmas parties and other events taking place at her children's school. She added, they once said for me to go back to the garden. <laughs> I don't get it, but I like it. Speaking of vegetables. Uh, uh-huh. Christ. Like, that'd be funny as shit if, like, they just, like, the returns, like, they wouldn't let me come in because your tat will come to the party because of my tattoos. Like, nah, dude, 
you put raisins in your macaroni salad. You're not allowed <laughs> at this thing anymore. Out. Get, get the fuck out. Don't don't let the door hit you in the ass either. Get out. You taste of soda and you brought Pepsi. Get the fuck out of my party. Caffeine free diet Pepsi. <laughs> or as my dad called it, brown water. Cold <laughs> can. That's what my mom used to fucking drink. Same. I don't know how they do it. Rest in peace, mom. <sighs> She's not dead. I just wish she was. <laughs> Describing how her partner takes her pl- takes her place at such events, Miss Sloan says her appearance has stopped her from getting jobs and going to pubs in her local area. So even pubs are turning her away because of her appearance. Away. You don't understand what? I don't understand pubs turning her away. I know at least five within a five mile radius of my house that would be happy to take her business. Well, that's because we're the good old US of A. Yeah, she could have some bitch and cheese fries while she's over here, dude. Bingo. This is in Wales. Out of it. Here's here's the kicker. Melissa from Powys, Wales, says her boyfriend inks many of her prison-style tattoos at home. Well, DIY, dog. Well, I mean, you can kind of tell by looking at her that these are all scratchers. Also, she's she's Welsh? Yes. Have you ever heard a Welsh accent? Yes. uh, My dad's side of the family, deep, like way back there, is Welsh. So imagine that lady coming up to you. You're on the school board. Mr. Alderson. She's like, to which I say, huh? What? Which man are you? Oh, it's clearly Toad. Jesus Christ. Look, I understand people, like, if you get shit for having, like, sleeve tattoos, it's 2022, you know, people should get over that type of tattooing and shit, but if it's a holy, quote-unquote holy or religious-style pageant function or whatever, and you come in with upside-down crosses on your forehead, they're probably like, eh, no. Yeah, it's not the best. Yeah. I mean... I feel bad for a kid. Yeah, honestly. The kid didn't do anything. The kid was just fucking born. And no kid deserves to be born in the UK. Mm-mm. And especially not Wales. Ugh. Where they have like, words with like 37 Ys in it in a row. Disgusting. <laughs> Couldn't even make it to Birmingham. I had to be born in this fucking dump. The only fuckable person in your country is Christian Bale. Well, the only other one is long dead. Rest in peace, Princess Di. Ugh, thank God. She was the shittiest driver. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't driving anyway. No, it was, it was uh, MBS, I think. It was Doty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Doty Alfayette. That's right. Yeah. Before he was struck down by the royal family. Mm-hmm. Don't believe the fucking... Like, don't, there's no air quotes to that shit. No, the family said... Hey, paparazzi, you want to go, uh, yeah, give, give him a little, give him a little nudge, nudge there and, uh, tell him, tell him big queen E sent you. 
I dropped that shit on my mom. She was uh watching the royal funeral when the queen died for like a week in a row. And uh didn't you get real upset when Princess Di like hit that wall? She's like, Well, yeah. I was like, Well, you're mourning her killer right now. No, I'm not. Aren't you though? She killed Dodie. Dodie was just a dude trying to smash puss. You know, just out in a fucking nice little joyride with his girl. He was damn close too. I get some road dozier, you know, getting getting sucked. Then all of a sudden, some paparazzi was like, "Hey, Tony, click, click," and then just bam, wall. And they're like, "That's for the fucking queen." I mean, Prince Andrew, and you go fuck a kid. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Meghan Markle showed up to some of those like formal events in like the same outfit that Princess Di wore before, like the black dress with the black hat? That thing was that was cool. Anyway, it's kind of I hate the rules, but that's kind of ballsy. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I'd be great if she just started coming out as a total like royal royal family truther. Just like why wouldn't she, at th- at this point why wouldn't she? She's she's clinging for dear life to relevance. She should be fucking leading the charge and like yo they killed my they killed my boy's mom over here. Yeah, Netflix threw a ridiculous sum of money at the two of them. Hundred million rights to them like making programs and shit like that about them. Like, yeah, you got a platform more, like, even though you're not royal anymore. It's like, yo, fucking start out and shit. It's like, not only was Prince Andrew fucking kids, but so was Charles. So was this person. They done buck bucked Harry's mom. You know, it's like, damn, man. <laughs> then that poor fucking cuck. Harry's like, they did, they killed me, mom. You know, me, mom. <laughs> Look, British Andrew Santino. Oh, fucking zero. They got uh, they got handed the fucking the bag on a silver plate and they fumbled it. I hate that they're angry. Who is? I hate that Meghan Markle's angry. Oh. It's like you went from being like a star of like a USA network show. <laughs> and now Big everybody job. in the fucking Western civilization knows your name. They know what you look like. You know, it's like you got a million dollar contract with Netflix. Hundred mil. Almost the same contract that the fucking Obamas got from Netflix. It's like, what? Shut up. Like, just shut up. Yeah, who are you again? Like, I hate to be that old shut up and dribble guy, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like. Like, Occasionally have to play sports. You don't even have to do that. Harry's mom's dead. She went from being an actress that had to audition to get roles to being one of the most well-known people on earth. You know what's funny, though? She still isn't getting big roles. <laughs> Rural family or not, you're still mid as fuck. <laughs> and nor will you. Like, she couldn't even get, like, uh, like a third like tier cast member on, like, a Jumanji sequel. <laughs> she couldn't get voiceover work in B movie three. <laughs> like now nah, we're just gonna use Kevin Hart in the Rock again for the fifteenth time. <laughs> I just have one role. No, like even the USA Network probably doesn't want her back. Mm-mm. I don't even think it exists anymore. What is zero? I'd still smash though. Sure, why not? Who wouldn't? I'd fuck Harry too. Hmm. 
I mean, he's <laughs> the least inbred looking member of the royal family. Yeah. Hairline or not, he is half. He is half presentable. He has a better hairline than the rest of them, too, though. I thought the other one had the had the the regular one, and his was the fucked up one. Maybe it's backwards. I don't know. Like, like a full head of red hair, dude. They say he looks like Andrew Santino. All right, I believe you. You're thinking of the other guy. Uh, yeah, married to Princess Di. No, him too. There's Har- William, Harry, and William. I think. I don't fucking know. I don't care or know. Royal haircuts. Yeah, they're so they're the most powerful people in their entire country. Why can't they get an ex-hardcore kid to to cut them up? <laughs> so go jump the pipe wrench. Why don't you go overseas and give these motherfuckers some good haircuts? <laughs> it's like because we have real Nazis to do ours. <laughs> so we get our Hitler Youth haircuts. And our manicured beard from real deal guys. <laughs> Straight out of Belgium. <laughs> oh, Fucking yeah. shit. Uh, what do you say? You want to get into some homework? Yeah. Yeah, we should do some fucking homework, dude. Right. Um, you want to go first? You want to go first? I'll go first. Let's see. I was assigned... Uh, I'm going to start with the album. Okay. Because it's the thing I listened to the most recent. And that was, uh, the album was called The Lurch by the band uh, Yatwa. I th- I'm pretty sure is how I said. Uh, you were 100% right. Pronounce it. Hmm? You're the one who told me how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you jump. <laughs> like some fucking caveman. You were close. You said Yatja. Well, I figure, you know, it's the same. It's like Kraut and you, man. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You, were, you were right. It's 100% uh, grind. Uh, it's like, it's dirty HM2 grind, but it was still polished and pro sounding. Uh, that song, The Spectacle, it's the single with the music video, goes fucking crazy. Uh, right into that song, Wired Depths, which also goes fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a good uh, flowing album. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost me at that six-minute slow song after them, and then and then it got me right back because as a drummer, that song tethered filled me up. Yeah. Yeah, it made made me get a nice chub. They're really good at avoiding those musical ADD parts I've talked about. Because they they change from, well, they'll change from fast to groove and back to fast, but they do it all with really good transitions. And it's not not boring at all. It's fucking really well written. Vice versa. And it's it's no wonder that one of the, like, all-time best drummers that I know, and that's uh, uh, Tommy from the Pretty Cool Drum Show on YouTube, uh, he had their drummer on his show, and he's always singing their praises. Or he was when I was on tour with them years ago. He loved that band, or loves that band. Uh, if you like dirty, fast, sick guitar tone, heavy grind that also grooves super hard, this is a record for you. 10 out of 10, I would recommend it, and I will listen to it again. I think I listened to it four times. Their other yeah. albums are worth checking out, too. Yeah, it was dope. It was. Do you want me to do my music next, or do you want to do your your comedy albums? Let's uh let's bounce back to uh to 
comedy after you do your music first. Well, you gave me Skag. Uh huh. The self-titled debut record, Skag, by the band Skag. <laughs> it's an EP, uh. but it was the longest EP, not in time-wise, but to get through. And it's not bad. The first four songs are like the typical gore grind formula, you know, super, super fast and just, you know, the toilet bowl vocals just, you know, sound like somebody's underwater making frog noises. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but this was just me kind of more of the same. But the back half of the record had a lot more thought put into it. Like the first four songs are just kind of like paint by numbers, gore grind. Not that there's anything wrong with that, and they did well, they did it well for what it was. But the second half of that record, they took more chances and tried more different shit, and it didn't always land. But you could see what they were going for, and I was like, and that shows potential, you know? Like they actually, they're not content with just being another dumb gore band. They actually have like good ideas in their head, and. uh I like the back half of the record, and it sucks that it's only an eight-song EP. But yeah, the first four songs, they were good, but not great. But the second half, I really liked. And even the parts of the last four songs where they would try a little something off-kilter, sometimes it did fall flat, but I still applaud the fact that they went for it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Sometimes even if a band fails at what they're trying to do, as long as what they're trying to do is interesting, I can get behind them. So it wasn't great, but it was good. And I think I would have liked it a lot more if they released it as the back four songs or maybe like the back four songs plus one or two of the beginning songs made it look shorter. It would have just gone a lot better. Fair enough. I will definitely listen to what they come out with next i was just about to ask that yeah i was thinking of it in my head like maybe they started with excuse me the four oldest songs they had in their repertoire that they just wanted to record and get out of the way and then the back four was our newest newest songs you know i want to see where they go with that i want to see where they go with the next record it was it was a good record not a great record but it showed enough promise that I want to see what comes down the line from them next. Mm -hmm. I, I, I gave it a six, six out of 10 with an effort of eight out of 10. True. All right. for effort, B, C for execution. Pretty good for a debut. Yeah. And uh, that reminds me before I forget, I would give the, uh, I would I would give uh, the Lurch a uh, ten out of ten, no doubt. I highly recommend the uh, the other records too. Now, um, we were talking about Dead Guy last episode. Mm -hmm. and after the pod, I recommended the Kiss of Goodbye full length. Did you have a chance to get into that? I did not. In fact, I was looking through the, the episode. episode. It was just kind of a you and me talking thing. But hmm? it was yeah, it wasn't really part of the homework. It was just oh. me talking. I was just going to figure while we're on the subject of music, we would touch on it if you did. But whatever, yeah. I, guess, I, guess, I, guess, I, guess, I guess. 
I can circle back to it at some point. Now, comedy-wise, you gave me Brody Stevens the half hour. Yes. I did not like it. Really? I did not like it. Um, I wanted to. I thought his delivery was great, but it got grating after a while. And it feels like he puts more into how he delivers and his stage presence than he does actual jokes. Now, I'm not saying he's not funny because he did have some jokes that I think the maximum he got out of me was a huh -huh, like that. Like, I never got any good belly laughs or any of that. Like, one of the ones I did laugh at was, I'm just, along the lines of, I'm so sensitive, I call 911 when I see an accident in NASCAR. Like, that was funny, but it's so, he's, I think, I think he puts more into, like, his whole act and persona than he does the actual joke writing. And the, the jokes were decent, but, yeah, they just didn't do anything for me wow that's shocking it just yeah it just like it, he was funny at first you know like when he was listing off his television credits like you had previously told me uh-huh. and uh when he was chastising people for having their arms folded and shit like that at first i was like hey, that's pretty good delivery that's funny that's he's like you're like negative energy negative energy uh-huh. and probably about 15 minutes in i was like yeah, if I was I I was sitting on my couch watching it and I noticed that my arms were fucking folded, I was like, huh, maybe it's not them, maybe it's the material. Now, do you want to know you know what uh do you want to know why he focuses so much on his delivery and his persona like that? Because why? his favorite time to go up at the he was a comedy store guy, and his favorite time to go up, they would always put him at like one o'clock in the morning. So there'd be like there'd be like 10 or less people there a lot of the time and he would have to rile people up and he would, I think he would end up kind of just having fun with them at that point. So it was kind of more about just being silly and being crazy. He was never and people he did play for were probably incredibly high, incredibly drunk, you know, just or other comics. So it's just makes sense. Doesn't it? Fair enough. But yeah, it, like it started off like, all right, the, the like the the act is funny, you know, just the whole, it's like it's great silly. joke. I'm, I'm retiring this one, you know, like all that stuff. Like that's funny. But then after a while, you're like, all right, all right, I get it. Mm-hmm. Now make the jokes, and the jokes were always kind of subpar. I give it. It's it's not conducive to like a a special to make you laugh, but to see that in person, I'd be fucking, cr- I'd be cracking up. Yeah. It probably does trans his his whole thing probably does translate a lot better. I think he would translate a lot better for me if I saw him in a very small club to where you could see the other people in the crowd's facial reactions uh-huh. to get like if they would have panned from him pointing people out saying, Your arms are crossed, you're you're putting out negative energy. If they would pan the camera to see those people's facial reactions, I probably would have laughed at that. Yeah. That would have have just to see him making audience members uncomfortable would have been hilarious for me. Uh, Now, what what did you give it? I give it a four. Ooh. Yeah, I I know it's like he's dead. You're supposed to be nicer, but eh. Yeah. I mean, does he have other shit out? Maybe I'll give another something else a a shot. 
he has an hour, I think, from from the main. I think it's called Live in the Main Room, and I, he's got a lot of stuff out all over YouTube because, like you said, he's dead. So there's there's endless shit you can find on him now because it's not like he's putting fucking clip. It's not like they're putting clips out of him or anything. You know, with the way that with the way that clips and like the internet has been going lately, like you said, if they would pan to the audience like an audience member being uncomfortable or him interacting with somebody, he would crush on the internet right now. Like one thing I would think back to is Akash Singh's um, bring back Apu. Mm -hmm. When he was doing crowd work, once he would ask a crowd member a question, they would instantly pan to that crowd member. So you could see who was talking. So when he was making fun of someone, you could A, Mm-hmm. see what he's looking like to make fun of you know and shit like that and it just made sense I think if whoever filmed Brody Stevens special had done that it would have I mean it would have made the jokes funnier but it definitely would have made the act a little better Mm-hmm. I agree just a little bit more production yeah cause I would like love to see just a bunch of audience members with their arms folded just like what would they do would they awkwardly try to unfold their arms or would they just commit like go fuck yourself. My arms are folded. Yeah. I found one time when I did I did a deep dive on him after he died because I was like, who is this fucking guy and why is everybody sad and talking about him all the time? So, I found a set that he did at like an outdoor restaurant in LA. And it was like it was essentially a bar gig, but it was in a outdoor restaurant and he was doing the same thing. He'd be like why aren't you laughing? Your energy is horrible. Like just he was picking on people. That was a funny set because it was just a legit set. If he had strong, like to me, stronger jokes, that a strong bunch of jokes plus that would have made that fucking special just ridiculously great. Yeah, I think that special. I think the point of that special was just to. That was one of those Comedy Central half hours that they were throwing to people. And people were like, we know Brody's funny. Give Brody a half hour. So, I don't know. I think it definitely could have been better. A lot of those Comedy Central half hours, they were just like, hey, you, right there, uh, do you have 30 minutes of material? Yeah. Exactly. Without exactly. asking, do you have 30 strong minutes of material? Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you watch some of your favorite comedians on the old Comedy Central half hours, some it's hit or miss, man. I was just watching a Giannis Papas one from 2014 the other day and i was like look at look at fresh faced young young no gray hair yanni it wasn't that funny um segura had one and it was had funny parts but overall i was just like eh but like you know like like honest pop is you know damn well that he's capable of just murdering on a special mm-hmm. it just seems like those comedy central because it was what called comedy central presents originally yeah like it's just like if you had given those comics more time to prepare their strongest thirty or twenty minutes or whatever it was, yeah, you it would have been way better for the comedians and the channel. Yeah, for everybody all around. Well, just another classic way how uh, Comedy Central fumbled the bag of being the comedy channel. Fucking idiots. Now, my comedy assignment was a classic album by a one Dana Gould called Funhouse. This is my first favorite comedy album. 1998. That and uh, the first Jerky Boys tape were like my favorite tapes like ever. 
Now, I really like to give things the proper context. And this special is very, the material is very dated. But like I, like I put my, I put myself in my brain into 1998 so that I can enjoy this like in the proper context. And it was fucking great. Uh, the opening joke about LA being it would have been great to you if it was in modern context. No, because the jokes are dated. So you mean if he was joking about modern things or just like those topics now, like, cause you think about like some of the bits, like he's making fun of retarded people. It wouldn't be funny at all. Yeah. Come on. Be honest with yourself. What was the joke? You had to fight a bunch of them. Mike, T- Mike Tyson versus 10 of them or something like that. The the best joke he ever had was on that special. When he was talking about how, when you were growing up, you had the town retarded kid or the camp, the, the town down syndrome kid or whatever. And how like your mom would always tell you, if you make fun of him, you're going to turn out to be like him. <laughs> and he was just talking about how he would suck to be like, you know, later on, you're out, you're older. You're like, all right, guys, I'm stepping up and and he's like, oh no! And he just goes <laughs> out, like, I remember that. <laughs> he's calling his doctor. He's calling his doctor. He's like, Dr. Bill, can you help me? I'm tired now. <laughs> and oh. yeah, put that out now. I hate to be that guy. You can't say shit like that now. But if you put that out now, it would have been over. And yeah, suicide. But back then, that uh, I would have been fucking laughing if I was in that crowd. Let's uh the joke about LA being picky about what it's liberal about was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you see uh uh I think you see like a like a trans like a trans prostitute walking down the street with a fur coat on and they're like you go. Is that real fur? Of course not. Oh god, of course. Not. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes from that when he was when they were talking about <clears throat> moon landing and how when neil armstrong allegedly landed on the moon he said we know one small step for man a giant leap for mankind and it was like who came up with the advertising thing for what we were supposed to say once we got on the moon and it was just going through like a whole like kind of like a skit like all right what do you got there all right holy shit the moon how about that like (laughs) like that you what do you got Fuck the Russians. Ooh, fuck the Russians. I like that one. Good one. <laughs> that, that used to be one of my favorite bits ever. Still is. I wish I could remember the alien abduction joke. That one was really funny. Uh, and the, but I heard the, he said, when you be, the, the, when you become presidents, do they tell you all the secrets immediately joke? I heard that from Bill Hicks in 1994. Well, at least it was only barred four years later. I mean, it was Hicks. It could have been six, six or seven. I don't know, but still, I I heard it before. Heard it. Tons of people have made that same bait, not the same joke, but the same basic premise. Ha- it's hacky. You're hacky. Yeah, that's not that's not wrong. <laughs> now, um, hmm. Didn't I give you a second special? I don't remember. Greg Giraldo. Oh fuck! Uh, Good day to cross the river. I didn't even fucking, I didn't even fucking think about it until right now. How dare you? How dare you? 
Uh, you broke the sacred covenant of homework? I have to double up this week then. And I wanted, I fucking wanted to listen to it too. You made me sit through R&B records and you couldn't <laughs> watch one of the greats? For shame. <laughs> shame. Ah, uh, that's okay. I have it written down right now. I'm not going to forget it this time. You have the Wuhan virus. I'll, I'll forgive you. But you have a week off of work, so. I got nothing but time. I'll fucking probably do it today. Nah, I'll save it for tomorrow or the next day. Because I'm not going to be doing shit. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing fuck all. You got anything for me this week? Let me see. We gave you the skag record last week. So this week, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to keep it on a hardcore tip. Um, I'm going to give you something modern. And this is by a band called Orthodox. The record, the record is called Sounds of Loss. Orthodox Sounds of Loss. Mm-hmm. I think I've played a show that they were on. Not like a show where it was like us and them and like one other. It was like us and them and like 40 others. Yeah. That band, to their credit, that band has played everywhere with every band in in every size venue you can possibly think of. Nowadays, they're jumping on tours and they're like, they're probably making legit money like touring as a hardcore band, which is shocking to me, but they've been at it for a long time too. Southern boys, right? Uh, Nashville, that's right. Yeah. They're kind of spread out, but yeah, they're centered in Tennessee. Yep. Orthodox Sounds of Loss 2017 is your is your uh, musical assignment. Hmm? That I think it's they're one of those bands that I've seen. Probably. Didn't, didn't really pay attention to as much as I probably should have. And I kind of always put them off because they were always in the same conversation with a bunch of the newer hardcore bands that pretty much are just playing new metal. Not saying that they are. So I kind of probably just like poo-pooed it, you know, just like, eh, it's just more drivel because, you know, I was the old man yelling at a cloud that day. <laughs> I'm curious what you'll think about it because they're, I think the music that they were playing, the music that they play would fit in with bands like iron price or other bands that you like who you've played shows with i'm i'm curious price hmm i don't like iron price oh good me either yeah what do you got for me comedy wise comedy wise i am assigning you an 800 pound gorilla special and it is by a one gary goldman oh i love gary goldman it's not the great fresh is it no, it's just called Gary Goldman Live. Is it on YouTube? It is on YouTube. Okay. And I saw his special, uh, The Great Depression, and he acts very good. So, is that the one that is that the one where he had one of those like up here mics and didn't have a mic in his hand? Yeah, kind of like he was giving a TED talk. Yeah, something about those fucking bug me. It was on HBO. It was funny, though? I believe it was on HBO. But yeah, it was very funny. Like he, I've seen his stand-up before. I don't think I've seen this special, though. It's a, it's a bit older, but it's, it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, just because it's old doesn't mean it ain't funny. Uh-huh. 
That's like uh, um, that reminds me. Speaking of TED Talks, I watched uh, I watched Colin Quinn the other night, the 2019 one, Red, White, and something, Red, White, and Blue, something. I think or uh, Red State, Blue State, Red State, Blue State. That's what's called. Red State, Blue State, and the other one's like unconstitutional. And then there's New York Story. Pretty funny. Why the fuck is he doing TED Talky shit and spoken word and one man shows and not just putting out specials though? He's like a total, um, like that's like his thing, is history and shit like that. All right. So find a way to kind of do that and make it funny. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. He's too funny to not make it funny. But it's also it's like, it's I like I'm I'm a total fucking kiss ass for anything that man does. Yeah, fair. It's no one else is really doing. Fair, and not that well either. And he's been doing stand-up such a fucking long time that he might just be like, I don't want to do a typical special. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jerry Seinfeld funding his shit. So maybe even Jerry Seinfeld's like, yo, don't do a typical special. Do something a little different. Give him a little razzle-dazzle. Yeah. Why don't you say something about airline food? Or isn't traffic crazy? (laughs) What do you got for me this week? Now, since you were on an extended vacation, because you can't stop making out with family members, um, (laughs) comedy-wise, I have a podcast for you. Excellent. And it's one I've been following for quite a while, and it was always good, but over the past few episodes, it's gotten great. And that is the Dad Meat Podcast. Ooh, fuck yeah. Based out of uh, Philadelphia. Um, a lot of those Philly dudes, they found this one guy who built a studio and is pretty much housing most of the good Philly podcasts out of the studio. And like all the production quality has gone up for all these podcasts. And Dad Meat was one of them. And production of the podcast was kind of one of their weak points. And now that's like pretty much fixed. And it's hosted by two dudes. One guy is a guy named Mike Rainey, who has some of the best dad puns. <laughs> like, you'll roll your eyes, like, constantly at it, but it's, they're fucking funny. I don't give a shit. And that's the point of it? That's great. The other guy is a dude named Tim Butterly, and he's fucking ridiculous, too. I see, I've seen both of them live now. They're fucking great. They're both killers too. Mm-hmm. They are. I saw. I saw Fidance. Uh, I saw Ian Fidance in like November at the Punchline, and Rainey did like uh, uh, Mike Rainey did like ten minutes. He crushed. And then I saw when I saw Big J at Helium. Butterly came out and he did like ten minutes, and he also crushed. Yeah, it was awesome. It's cool seeing local dudes just blowing the fuck up and stuff like that. But the two episodes I suggest, there's one they just did recently with Dan Soder and one they did recently with Matt McCusker. And those are two of their strongest episodes. And it's just basically like the same shit we do, just, you know, bullshit, pointless, just just yabbering. I've heard I've, I've heard their counterparts before. I'm sure I I'm sure I'll fall in line. Yeah, they're both extremely quick and funny. And they have this weird thing where every podcast they do, 
even the guests, you have to hold a knife the entire time. <laughs> going on. So you'll just see them just sit like if you watch like a video version of it, they're all just sitting there and they just are just holding just holding knives. Just <laughs> you're just like, all right. <laughs> but <laughs> what the it's, fuck? it's fucking ridiculous. And um if you really want to deep dive, this won't be homework, but that means a homework, but if you really want to deep dive, Mike Rainey does a podcast about serial killers, which I know is like hack at this point. But it's funny, and it's called Little Stinkers. And if you really are hard up for shit to do this week, check that out, too. It's him and John Del Colo just talking about serial killer shit. Saw John Del Colo, I saw John Del Colo on that fucking finance show, too. He did, like, 25. He also did really well. Funny guy. Did Ian just get every mook from fucking Philadelphia to come out in two time? I think so. Dude, there's... There's like nobody funnier than the Delco Philadelphia region right now anyway. I love that the Philadelphia area dudes, a lot of them have moved to New York, which is understandable. Shame. But some yeah. decided to stay yeah. put. You know what? We'll be great in Philly. And maybe build Philly up to be a good comedy city too. Mm-hmm. So maybe that works out. Um, How about music? Musical homework is twofold. One is a record, and one is a documentary. Excellent. Documentary is, if since I've been on a real grind kick lately, it's a documentary called Slave to the Grind, named after that totally sweet Skid Row record. Um, it's on YouTube. It's about an hour and a half, and it's just basically like the history of grind music. It like goes back, you know, like from like the early '80s to current, and all over the map. There's interviews with like bands from all over the country, all the big names that you have heard of. And a lot of bands, like when I watched it the first time, yeah, I was stoked to see the bands, you know, that I had already heard of. But I actually, the bands I didn't hear of, I would just write their names down and the names of the albums and then just search them out later. Mm-hmm. And I found a lot of really great bands just that way. It's a really well done documentary. It's interesting. It keeps your, keeps you going for an hour and a half. You never get bored. Though there is a, if you're easily offended by it, there is a shitload of anal cunt content, and as we know, that band really, really walked a fine line between racist and really fucking racist. So <laughs> it has a lot, of, like it has a lot of stuff. It's got shit about like the Toronto grind scene. England, Japan, it's all over the place. It's just a really informative and you can do there's a lot of great bands covered on it. You might find some shit, new shit that you know you haven't heard of before. So I'd check that out. It's on YouTube. Just look up Slave to the Grind documentary or else you'll be listening to Skid Row. Um album wise, I decided to go softer. I've been testing you out every couple of weeks because I've been slipping in albums from bands in my top five. I've done it twice so far. One of me loved, one of me hated. This is another one for my top five. This is a band called Sonic Youth. I love Sonic Youth. Okay. Now, a lot of people will tell you the records you need to check out are the older ones. Like, you know, when they were really punk and really noisy and all that stuff. The new shit sucks and all that. I think it's all great. And I think a lot of the later albums get overlooked. Because, you know, people have that stars in their eyes about, like, you know... 
Dirty and, you know, Daydream Nation and all those records. I like Goo. It was a great record, don't get me wrong, but I think a lot of the later records get overlooked because they're not goo. Mm-hmm. I recommend the record Rather Ripped. I've done it. I've overlooked it. It's a lot more accessible than the other stuff, but it's still got that sonic youth flair to it that lets you know that it's still them. And, yeah, it's a lot more focused than, than you know, noisy and off the wall than the older, older shit, but it's still a really good record. And that's what I got for you this week. 2006. That is recent. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think it's number 14 out of like 30 of their albums. They do have a lot. <clears throat> they they did they did put out a lot of shit. So I'm looking forward to that. I've never even looked at that album cover before. I'm curious. Yeah. A lot of like the Sonic Youth fans, as soon as uh, Jet Set and Washing Machine came out, there's like, all right, we're done with this band, you know. And like, all right, well, you're missing a lot of later great albums. Like you had same as the early shit, but sometimes, you know, it's can still be just as good. So I'd like to get your thoughts on that one. All right. You got anything else for these people? I'm all set. All right, why don't you hit that fucking intro music? Uh-huh. 